Good morning. Every year we get a report from the state on school accreditation. And for the second year in a row, all 88 schools in Loudoun are fully accredited. For Friday, September 28th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. For the second year in a row, every public school in Loudoun County has earned the top accreditation rating from the Virginia Department of Education. All 88 schools have been designated fully accredited. That makes ours 88 of the 1,683 schools across the state to get full accreditation, or 92% of the public schools in Virginia. And just for fun, that means Loudoun accounts for 5% of all the fully accredited schools in the state. This is an especially big deal at Sugarland Run Elementary, which had been missing that mark before. The school fell short of state benchmarks in 2015 and 2016 due to low science scores, so they got some extra help from the county and the state to get their students better prepared for that state test, the SOL. That apparently has paid off, and the school has now earned full accreditation for two years running. The Standards of Learning, or SOLs, test students in reading, writing, math, science, and history. At least 70 or 75% of your students have to pass that test, depending on the subject. For accreditation, high schools must also meet standards for graduation and completion. And this year, the SOLs also take into account absenteeism and dropout rates. All this said, the county at large did see its numbers drop a little. We still have some of the highest attendance rates in the state, for example, but this past year, they dropped from 96.21% to 95.84%. For SOL tests, the schools saw the biggest slump in mathematics where 83% of students passed, which is down two points from last year. Reading, history, and science fell by just one point each to 86% in reading, 91% in history, and 88% in sciences, and the pass rate in writing stayed level at 90%. Again, full accreditation is 70% for math, science, and history, and 75% for reading and writing, so still pretty much over the benchmarks. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, after months of negotiations, the Percival Town Council has once again changed up management at the Fireman's Field Complex. The council has unanimously voted to change the town's contract with Sean Alexander Enterprises. The company is no longer responsible for maintaining Fireman's Field, and their rent has gone from $10,000 a month to $4,000. Town attorney Sally Hankins said changing the contract like this will allow the county's Parks and Rec Department to take over maintaining the field again if the county agrees to do so. Alexander will continue to manage operations in the Bush Tabernacle. 
The rent reduction is at least in part because Alexander will not get advertising revenues from the ballpark, which was the original plan. Of course, this is where the ball field is, where the Percival Cannons play across from the town hall. Last year, the town council voted to privatize managing the complex to get more revenue out of it. Sean Alexander Enterprises would pay the town $120,000 this year with the contract going up $10,000 each year thereafter until 2022. They would also start paying a portion of advertising revenue to the town if they made enough from it, that being advertising over at the field, which they no longer manage. Before that, the Percival Teen Center had run the Bush Tabernacle for more than a decade, and the County Parks and Rec Department had run the athletic fields for 33 years. Earlier this year, Sean Alexander Enterprises told the town they were backing out of the contract, but changed their minds after the town notified them that the town would consider that a breach of contract. Anyway, this contract could be up for yet more changes in October. A meeting in Luckett's on Wednesday about plans to alleviate congestion on Route 15 north of Leesburg brought out some of the divisions in that community. The county government hosted a meeting at the Luckett's Community Center Wednesday evening. Outside the door, people walking to the meeting were greeted with protest signs with messages like Loudon BOS abandons rural farms and businesses and Loudon BOS votes for less safe 15, BOS here standing for Board of Supervisors. Once they walked inside, people at the meeting were greeted with opponents of the county's plans who'd set up their own parallel meeting with a map of the alternate plan. And inside the actual meeting, the opinions were not any more reserved than that. One person said she's sorry that these people want to live on farms and they should sell their houses and go to Wyoming. Many people along the corridor are sick of the constant gridlock in the road's dangerous conditions, but others argued that widening the road could hurt agricultural businesses in the area. Susan Glass of the County Department of Transportation and Capital Infrastructure said the intent is to retain the rural character of the corridor. And Supervisor Gary Higgins said he's met with many farmers along that road. County supervisors last week unanimously voted to start designing work on Route 15 just north of Leesburg. Conceptually, that includes widening Route 15 to a four-lane divided road between Battlefield Parkway and Montresor Road, redesigning the intersection of Route 15 and North King Street, uh, they're going to put in a stoplight, and bringing Limestone School Road and Montresor Road together at one intersection on Route 15. However, they don't have any concrete designs for this yet. The concept was arrived at after a public input process that Glass said brought in thousands of responses at public meetings and from online surveys. And a man from Fredericksburg was arrested Wednesday night after he was found driving around on the 1757 golf course in Sterling, not, I am told, in a golf cart. According to the sheriff's office, deputies were called around 10.30 in the evening for a report of an intoxicated man driving onto the golf course and nearly striking several people. Deputies found the driver, 33-year-old Christopher Lutke, still driving on the golf course. He then crashed into a wooden bridge. He's been charged with DWI and possession of marijuana. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, the fall festival has begun at Temple Hall Farm Regional Park in Leesburg. Bounce on giant pillows, see the pumpkin blasters and corn cannons, that's pretty cool, watch live music and pig races, and find your way through the 20 acre corn maze. It's open today from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And if I wasn't working late tonight, boy I would be there. Carrie McCool is playing live at Vanish Farmwoods Brewery in Luckett's from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. And Twin Pansy Brewing Company in Sterling is hosting LGBTQ Happy Hour from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Stop by, have a beer, have some food from Danny Bill's Lebanese Cuisine, 
and make some new friends. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, open a fully accredited news podcasting school to tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.